The Office of Personnel Management may finally get a new permanent director. President Trump says he'll nominate Dale Cabanis to lead that agency. She'd be the third candidate in two years to lead OPM. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with more on what the nomination means and a status update on a federal workforce goal from the Trump administration. And Nicole, let's start with Ms. Cabanis. What do we know about her? Well, we know that she was the chairman of the Federal Labor Relations Authority during the George W. Bush administration. Most recently, she was the Republican staff director for the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Financial Services and General Government. They deal most closely with the OPMs, GSAs, IRSs of the world. And then back in the 90s, she actually worked for what was then called the Senate Governmental Affairs Committee. She worked for um, that committee in the mid-90s. So she certainly has experience in this field, working with federal employees, working with federal employee issues. I think we should also note, though, that OPM is really, I think, an agency in apparently transition, um, an agency that's had a lot of leadership shakeups in recent months and years. And so, like you mentioned at the top, Tom, another name coming forward. We'll see where this nomination goes. One small detail about her that I think is worth mentioning is that, yes, she was the chairman of the FLRA and got unanimous consent to do that during the Bush administration. But she was actually first appointed by President Bill Clinton. Mm. So she seems to have a little bit of bipartisan support, at least in her past. Right. And I think we'll most likely see that on display If she does get a nomination hearing, and I'm hesitant to say this because, of course, we saw another one of the president's OPM nominees never make it even that far in the process. George Nesterzuk was his original nominee to lead OPM. Some federal unions were not happy with that name and wrote a few letters in dissent, uh, you know, for Mr. Nesterzuk there. But, you know, he never made it even that far. So we'll see. And Jeff Pond was there, seemingly in the driver's seat, and about seven months disappeared in the in the small of the night. Right, and we should mention that Margaret Weikert has been juggling two jobs for about five months now. She's been the acting OPM director, and then also her permanent job, which is deputy director for management at OMB. And while those jobs really seem to line up, and there's a lot of similarities, I mean that's a lot of work. She's really been the spokesperson for the president's management agenda, but she's also really taken the lead in talking about this reorganization of OPM and what it might mean going forward. Sounds like we'll be hearing more about that, I think, in the coming months as maybe the budget starts to come out. Well, as she goes back to one job, maybe Ms. Weikart might not have that black suburban to take her back and forth from the two offices anymore. Well, I don't don't know about that. (laughs) We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and let's shift to another priority in the administration which we think will have a big impact on the federal workforce, reskilling. Not a word I love, but that's the word they're using. Reskilling, upskilling, training, whatever you want to call it, it's definitely a buzzword. Reskilling sounds like something you do to your kitchen. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but Federal Chief Information Officer Suzette Kent, she put out a couple of statistics on this topic late last week on the Federal Cyber Reskilling Academy. Now, that was the new program that the Office of Management and Budget announced in late last November, and the goal was to find just 25 non-IT federal employees who would be interested in learning how to become a cyber defense analyst. So they got 1,500 applications, which they're really happy with. Over half of them came from employees levels, GS levels 5 through 11, 
applicants received a link to an online assessment back in February. Those assessments closed late last week. And Kent says she's really pretty excited about some of the early returns from those assessments. What we know is when you score in a certain range on that assessment, those are the individuals who across many other countries and um, sectors, when you're in that certain range, it is highly likely that those will those individuals will come through the class successfully to be cyber defense analysts. So Friday, the assessment closed. We're just bringing in all of the results. But even in some of the early returns, so we'll have a readout this week, in some of the early returns, we have a high number of individuals who are actually qualifying in the success range. That's federal CIO Suzette Kent. She's excited about the applicants and their aptitude for success here. OMB will then choose some of these applicants to join the first cohort. We don't know exactly how many that will be. And then training will run from mid-April to mid-July. A couple takeaways from some more of her comments about this program. They're not only happy with the results of the assessments that they're seeing, the initial assessments, but they're also just happy with the uptake that's coming specifically from GS5s through 11s. Kent says that's really the sweet spot for some more learning and education throughout their careers. Some agencies have also said already that they're interested in taking on graduates to become full-time cyber defense analysts once they finish this program. And Kent says the hope is, you know, that maybe more agencies will see some of the success, the interest in this program, and they'll support it in the future. And she says that OMB is thinking about how maybe it could expand the academy in the future. They were already planning additional cohorts that would focus on IT professionals and then other programs focused on federal employees at those higher GS levels. Yeah, this is telling me that in addition to the kinds of recruiting frenzies they're doing for cyber people, the time has come to grow your own. Exactly. That's exactly the goal here. And what else has the administration planned later this year on reskilling, automation, artificial intelligence? That all came up, too. It, it did. And those you know, are the buzzwords that we've been hearing, especially over the past year. Kent says that if 2018 was about updating some of those policies, regulations, maybe putting some meat on the bones of the president's management agenda, 2019 will be about fostering trust with the public and with the federal workforce that the administration is serious about adopting some of these new technologies that we hear about. And if the uptake on the first round of the Reskilling Academy is any indication, there's definitely a sense that the federal workforce is on board with some of this. But the policy work isn't completely over. The administration's automation policy is coming. Kent talked a little bit more about what it'll look like, and the goal is really to encourage agencies to move faster in implementing some of these new technologies. We have to just get started. We have a few agencies that are already in this journey, but not everyone. In some places, there's questions. So what we're doing for this year is putting some guardrails in place defining clearly the automated technologies that we want to focus on, categorizing by how they help assist in repetitive tasks, how they augment our decision-making, and in what cases we're comfortable with suggested decisions from technology. That's federal CIO Suzette Kent. I think to wrap this all up, Tom, there's really two sides of this. It's one, getting those policies in place and building that out, like Suzette just mentioned, and then also getting the workforce ready and comfortable to actually start using them. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. 